0: Hey, Christy, I, th- I thought you were ready to record. I am ready. O- okay, but you're you're chewing on some crunchy snacks. Anti-life justifies my gluttony. Your gluttony? I didn't mean you can't eat. I just mean you hate snacks during podcasting. You have to edit out all the crunching and it drives you batty.
1: Anti-life justifies my apathy.
0: Are you just using anti-life as an excuse to do whatever you want?
1: Anti-life justifies not answering that.
0: Okay, well, we gotta start the show, dear.
1: When do we start the show is the question.
0: Anti-life is the answer. Okay, well, maybe my catchphrase can counter your catchphrase. Anti-life... Are you ready to talk about comics? Yes! I'm Christina Edelman. And I'm Chris Edelman. And this is Chris's on Infinite Earths. The podcast where nothing will ever be the same.
1: Welcome, readers, to part two of three of our episodes covering DC's Final Crisis.
0: Hmm? Hmm.
1: Our last event here on Chris's on Infinite Earths.
0: It's true. We are. This is our penultimate episode.
1: Mm-hmm. That means the the one before the last. Yes. Yeah, I mm-hmm. learned that word once.
0: Glad you remembered after learning it once.
1: Uh-huh. The context clues were helpful.
0: You know me; they call me Context Clue Chris. C C C. I'm just like the Civilian Conservation <laughs> Corps.
1: C cubed.
0: Do you think that the Civilian Conservation Corps should have just been C to the third?
1: Uh, Yeah, I feel like anything that um, is alliterative is really missing out on opportunities to use exponents. I
0: think so. So if um, we ever get, like, Mecca Franklin Roosevelt in the future, then it'll be Mm C-cubed.
1: Readers, I will let you know that Chris and I, in college, were nicknamed by several people C-squared.
0: We were. Yeah.
1: It was a little embarrassing.
0: (laughs) It was 2010. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited about this episode. I feel like this is where we start to get into like the mm-hmm. real meat yeah. of this here crossover. Yeah.
1: Last episode was like your love letter to this event and, and you get- were and now maybe maybe like we can get into more more of the meat, more of the di- <laughs> dialogue between us
0: i'm gonna try to talk less <laughs> we'll see how well that goes
1: oh well you're gonna have to do some talking here in our summary
0: summary eddie Braganza edits a lot of these i don't want to mention him again you can look him up final crisis superman beyond Number two. Written by Grant Morrison, penciled by Doug Monkey, inked by Christian Alamy, colored by David Barron, lettered by Ken Lopez, and edited by Adam Schlagman.
1: Ultraman declares his loyalty for the evil god Mandrak as the machines invade. The folk in limbo take up arms to defend their world, and Billy Batson saves Zillavala from Overman, who is pretty mad that the Monitor drank his blood. In response, Solo reminds Billy what his secret word is.
0: Captain Marvel arrives outside to stop Superman and Ultraman from fighting, and Captain Atom remarks that he confused the essences of Superman and Ultraman together in the Monitor world to fight Mandrake. Superman agrees in, ex- in exchange to get a drop of Bleed to save Lois, and Supes tells Captain Marvel to take the Ultima Thule to warn the multiverse about the Dark Monitor.
1: The Supermen awaken as the giant statue in the Monitor's world, but Superman's greater will allows him to be in charge. Ouija Del greets the Superbot and takes him to the castle of the Monitors, where it is revealed that all Monitors are parasites, feeding off the bleed of the multiverse. Nick's Uoten, the imprisoned monitor, was imprisoned because of his discovery of this secret.
0: Anyway, he arrives as Mandrak the Dark Monitor, vampiric and horrible, holding the bleed Superman needs to save his wife.
1: They have a big fight, and Superman is on the ropes when Zillavala reminds Superman that his story is better than the parasitic belief that Mandrak demands, and Mandrak kills her in response, not realizing it was her. He rages at Superman and Superman strikes him down to the abyss where his memory is already forgotten.
0: Superman writes some words on a blank tombstone and is then told by the Monitors that the Bleed can't leave the world of the Monitors. Superman and Ultraman return to normal reality. The good Superman defeat Mandrak's forces while Ultraman is found by Nix Uotan's apprentice, Rox Ogama, who has gained Mandrak's dark power to become the Dark Monitor. He takes Ultraman as a disciple and changes him into a vampiric Superman.
1: Back on Earth, Superman kisses Lois, revealing he carried the bleed in his mouth. She is healed, and the day is saved. We end on a reveal of the tombstone where the words, To be continued, have been written.
0: Final Crisis Submit, written by Grant Morrison, penciled by Matthew Clark inked by Norm Ratmond Rob Hunter, and Don Ho, colored by Richard Horry, and lettered by Steve Wands.
1: Black Lightning evades Darkseid's justifiers, eventually coming face-to-face with the villain... Tattooed Man, real name Mark, and his son, who have not joined with Darkseid. Against his better judgment, the Tattooed Man uses his tattoo powers to save Black Lightning, who is not unconscious in the fray.
0: Black Lightning wakes up with Mark gently arguing with his wife about harboring a superhero. Black Lightning tells Mark's family that they all need to leave and head for safety, and literally all of them have been ready to go except for Mark. Mark is pretty ticked at Black Lightning for taking charge, and this continues throughout the issue.
1: The Justifiers have found the family soon after, but while the tattooed man blames Black Lightning, Mark's wife explains that she had used a computer to send an SOS, which actually led Black Lightning and the Justifiers, straight to them.
0: They all escape on a school bus as Justifiers ride hounds next to them. They escape due to Black Lightning's driving, as well as Mark and his son's shooting skills. However, the bus is heavily damaged in front of a large tunnel, and the crew handles it on foot. The
1: Justifiers catch up with them, though, and Black Lightning tells Mark that he and his family need to keep going, and a shade helicopter will take them to a watchtower for safety. Black Lightning explains to Mark that he needs to memorize the circuit, the Metron symbol, which is drawn on Black Lightning's glove. Mark's son thinks the two of them are fighting, and he shoots Black Lightning. Tattooed Man admonishes his son, who explains that he did it for his dad.
0: Black Lightning sacrifices himself to allow the family to escape, and he is turned into a justifier. As Mark's family heads to safety, Mark makes his way towards the Hall of Justice to deliver the circuit, becoming a true hero.
1: Final Crisis Issue 4, written by Grant Morrison, penciled by J.G. Jones and Carlos Pacheco, inked by Jesus Marino, colored by Alex Sinclair, And lettered by Rob Lee.
0: It's been a month since Anti-Life was broadcast worldwide, and frankly, things aren't going well. The Ray delivers the one source of true information, the Daily Planet, and he arrives at the besieged Hall of Justice with the tattooed man in tow. The only people left there behind a rapidly fading force field are Green Arrow, Black Canary, Oracle, and the families of the Flashes. They're getting ready to head out.
1: Back at the evil factory, Turpin struggles against the influence of Darkseid, while the evil cronies argue about who will best curry favor with the reincarnated Darkseid. Simeon and Makari also reveal the new body for Darkseid's son, Kalibach, a kind of half-man, half-tiger.
0: The ray taps into the internet, which is a secret internet. In Context the Other Watchtowers, where Alan Scott tells them to prepare for an all-out assault on Bloodhaven, which is where the Dark Gods entered the world.
1: Tattooed Man changes his body to show Metron's symbol to the folks at the Hall of Justice, but before they can figure out much more, Black Lightning blows up the shield. Ray proclaims that even though the power's out, he can transform into a teleporter carrier wave and teleport them to the satellite watchtower. Green Arrow, however, has to stay behind to wreck the teleporter once they're gone. He puts up a good fight, but is turned into a justifier.
0: We flash, haha, to Wally and Barry, who are still a bit confused about what's going on. Barry remarks that Darkseid is dragging the entire Earth down, and Wally is just astonished that his hero has returned the flashes are beset by wonder woman and her new female furies but the flashes fight them off and speed away they later come upon iris west who has been brainwashed by the anti-life equation she's healed by a kiss from barry and is tearfully reunited
1: The fortress being manned by Checkmate suddenly has incoming within their shield as the car of the super young team appears within the castle. Mr. Miracle stands up and says he can save the world, but he is unfortunately shot by one of Checkmate's foot soldiers in a panic.
0: And back at Command D, Turpin hears of the apparent death of Mr. Miracle, the spirit of freedom, and the dark side within him takes over.
1: Final Crisis Issue Five, written by Grant Morrison, penciled by J.G. Jones and Carlos Pacheco, inked by Jesus Marino and Marco Rudy, colored by Alex Sinclair, and lettered by Travis Lanham.
0: Back on OA, Hal stands accused of killing Orion, and Kraken's testimony alone is enough to convict him. However, Guy and Kyle show up and explain that Kraken's likely been possessed. Kraken tries to deny it, but quickly attacks Kyle, Guy, and even injures a Guardian.
1: Kraken tries to make for the central power battery, but is teleported away, and Hal subdues her. It has become clear that Darkseid's invasion of Earth is causing problems all over the universe in a big singularity of evil. Hal is given his ring back with 24 hours to save the universe.
0: Back 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 in a Checkmate bunker, Renee Montoya is talking with Amanda Waller and Talib Benny Khalid as they want her to join their organization.
1: Back in the bunker, the female Furies prepare yet again to ride out as Darkseid's lieutenants beg Darkseid to save them from death as their human bodies wear out quickly.
0: On the outside of the Checkmate Castle, the superheroes fight against the Justifiers, while within, Mr. Miracle is actually completely fine since he wears a bulletproof vest. The newcomers explain that Mother Box got them into the castle and that they need to paint Metron's circuit on their faces as a way to become immune to anti-life.
1: The final strike at Command D has begun as Frankenstein leads the forces of good against Mary Marvel, Calabac, and his half-tiger beasts. Mary and Black Adam tussle, but Captain Marvel, who is Freddie Freeman right now, tells Adam not to kill her. Adam explains that he sees a leering old man behind her eyes. Since she's possessed by the evil Dasad, Talky Tawny arrives to assist, but he's attacked by Calabac.
0: Nix Uotan is thrown into a prison cell with the other folks who are oddly immune to anti-life. He is there with a man in a wheelchair who is trying to solve a Rubik's Cube. There is also a strange kind of cloaked, hairy, anthropoid who explains that a Rubik's Cube has never been solved in less than 18 moves. He tries to remind Nix of who he is, and the former monitor remembers his love Ouija Dell as the man in the wheelchair solves the Rubik's Cube in 17 moves, causing it to ping and blow away the guards near them.
1: Libra and the Secret Society prepare to execute the Calculator, who Libra assumes has defected to the heroes. Lex Luthor dejectedly looks on and is told by Libra that the genius supervillain has been chosen to lead the rearguard action at Bloodhaven.
0: Things go from bad to worse as Jon Stewart's ring rapidly loses power, the Green Lanterns from space are drawn into the Darkseid singularity, Supergirl fights against the possessed Mary Marvel, and Darkseid gains his full power as his supporters' bodies give out.
1: But back in the cell, the fifth world has dawned as Nick's Wotan regains his full power as the judge of all evil.
0: All right, Christy, how did you feel about this this middle portion?
1: I have some favorite bits, and then I had some bits that felt really busy to me. My favorite part of all of this was Mark Richards, The Tattooed Man.
0: You're just you're just a big fan of of Mark Richards, the tattooed man.
1: The the whole story had some really solid like character development uh, that went along with some plot beats, and I became invested in those characters. I had enough from them and enough story from them. Like this felt like the biggest character beat that we've had so far, and it was from mm. a character that I knew nothing about before this
0: he's, he's honestly like a real D lister. He gets a little like series after this and it kind of doesn't go anywhere, but he is like a main portion of this, of this crossover. I'm like,
1: I could see him in a movie. Mm -hmm. Like I could see this being a really cool movie character, like tattoos that come to life.
0: Yeah. It is. It is honestly a super cool power. Mm -hmm. When I first read final crisis, I didn't read submit because it was a one shot and I assumed it wasn't.
1: important,
0: which is silly. And then um, you go
1: into the next issue and you're like, who is this guy that showed up? And
0: right. Like, but like, mm-hmm. I was new to comics, so I just thought that's that that, fair. that that was the case with everything. Right. That's interesting. I, I, I don't hear people talk about submit very much. It is very, it is like, it is very much a study of like, what is true evil versus like, like sort of like your, 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 your petty crime level of evil. I feel right. like, mm-hmm. like. Mark is like a a supervillain, but he is not like a maniacal supervillain who's trying to take over the world. No,
1: he's he's a father. Right. He's a husband. Mm -hmm. He's like we we see him as a person and we see him in a multifaceted way here. And I just I really enjoy it.
0: I wonder if this is something that can only work in D.C. Mm. Because I feel like Marvel tends to be slightly more street level.
1: Oh, I can see that.
0: So, like, the that. Green Goblin is both, like, an evil corporation guy and also, like, a scary, uh, like, true evil threat. Mm-hmm. But DC has these, like, giant, like, ex- like massive crisis events that, like, I'm not saying that Marvel doesn't have things like that at times. Mm-hmm. But, like, for example, remember in Secret Wars, all the supervillains are just toasting at the end of the right. world. They're not actually helping. Right. Whereas this, it's like, well, like, mm-hmm. might be a supervillain, but I'm not, like... Literally trying to enslave all of humanity, sort of supervillain.
1: Right, right. Like, just because, this is gonna maybe sound strange saying it. Just because you're a criminal doesn't mean you're like I was gonna say a bad person. Maybe the better terminology here is an evil person.
0: True. I mean, and criminals are 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 like. It makes me think about how crime is de- is is really determined by society. Right. Like, there are things that are kind of silly that are crimes, right? Mm-hmm. Technically, jaywalking is a crime. Right. You know, there's, there's crimes that people commit every day. Almost everybody is probably a criminal, if you want to get down to it. They're just not a convicted or a, an arrested criminal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's all, like, determined by society. But, like, when you get bigger, it's, like, things that are, like, so, like, morally, like, like weighty like people's freedom to exist and have their own thoughts like, right right so i i could i could see how you how you were into that i like that i like that he gets picked up by the ray but we really don't see it i feel like grant morrison does this a lot in final crisis is a really big example of sometimes grant seems to just like grant doesn't show you literally everything yeah they just assume that you're gonna pick it up
1: Hmm. and that was part i came to you and i was like So are there tie-ins we're not reading, like, that explain some of these store, like, fill in some of the gaps? Because it it gives you that feeling that you get sometimes reading an event that, like, I, I've just totally learned to go with. I'm like, okay, there's obviously bits here where there's a tie-in and more of this was there if I wanted to read it.
0: There, there are, there are, like, final crisis quote unquote tie-ins but some of them like are barely related mm-hmm. like there's one that's re- i think we talked about it last issue there's one about the green lanterns that takes place like at a completely different time mm-hmm. there's one about the rogues like the Flash's villains
1: mm-hmm. i think there's but nothing else. that's like filling in the blank on some of these story gaps
0: no i think grant is trying to make you feel like you're thrown in and that's the bit where what like that, that is represented by the bit where Wally and Barry return and go, oh, heck, we, we got two weeks into the future and things are just very different. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of expected to just, like, know what's going on. Like, we don't see Wonder Woman turned into a Justifier. Mm-hmm. We just see her fighting Mary Marvel and then Mary, like, cracks the virus and then we get two weeks later or a month later right, or whatever. Right,
1: right, right. Which, which works for me on some levels and in some instances, but not in others. Like knowing, all right, there's been a time lapse. Sure. Um, But, and I know you don't have to like see everything, but it, it, it really does. It makes me, it always makes me nervous that I'm missing something, that I missed something that I'm like, do I need to go back and reread? Like, did I zone out when I was reading a page and I just missed something? Um, Which I guess isn't terrible, but I'm never sure quite how much I'm supposed to forgive and assume like and how much i'm like I, how much is the, of this is my failing versus how much of this is oh, just a leap i'm supposed to take It is never your failing
0: one. they are nev- they never make this as clear as they could mm-hmm. like i bought final crisis one through what is it seven and assumed i was getting everything right and i didn't read submit and i didn't read superman beyond until i found out superman beyond two by the way cut came out like right before seven Mm-hmm. even though it chronologically like is put a little bit earlier mm. tactically it c- it could be after all of what we're reading since mm-hmm. superman has n- spoiler superman is going to come back into the main title right so literally if it just happens before that but it, it it got delayed for some reason or it took a while and i didn't think it was as important and it it mandrake is like weirdly important mm-hmm. so i was kind of ticked but like how was i supposed to know mm-hmm. there were a million of those final crisis tie-ins and they were they were all miniseries, so they were all like Final Crisis colon. There was Final Crisis Legion of Three Worlds, which mm-hmm. talks about the three different incarnations of the Legion of Superheroes. It has nothing to do with this, and yet Submit is like an important chapter. Right, Superman Beyond is an important <laughs> chapter. It was, and it, I it's 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 not. I don't want to blame it on Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison usually writes like wh- whatever one through whatever. Right. they they're not usually a person who demands and begets tie-ins. I think that's just kind of. Right. This is like the one of the one event that I remember of theirs that really kind of did this. Mm-hmm.
1: So other character stories that I've been enjoying for, I guess, the, that have tied me in emotionally, mm-hmm. um, uh, Nyx, Uotan, and Dell, I like that little, like, separated lover story and the coming back and, yeah. um, like him in prison remembering her and then suddenly like oh i'm a monitor again because i remembered that i loved and i enjoy even just barry coming back to iris and restoring her with a kiss i love the i love the relationship moments and those character i'm i'm that's what pulls me into a story and invests me in a story i could care less i mean the plot is is interesting and it's nice but you know story-wise the plot i can forgive more of that if there's good character stuff
0: yeah i do think grant does that well like i like there's that little bit with green arrow and black canary yes
1: even that little emotional bit i need that i need those emotional stakes
0: i i feel like a crossover actually this is i'm gonna explain why final crisis is my favorite for a sec okay final crisis does that thing where everything feels frantic but it takes a moment for you to go like a, oh, that's like a, that's a real good moment. Mm-hmm. And then it sweeps you to the next one, but you don't feel like anything's cheapened.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think what worked best with me about Submit is we had multiple of those moments with the same characters. It wasn't, because mm-hmm. like, you know, Green Arrow and Black Canary, they get like a panel, two panels mm-hmm. and, you know, Barry and Iris get a page yeah but we had a whole issue that was mostly dedicated to this kind of this storyline in this family Mm -hmm. and looking at the events that are happening through the lens of this family and that's the kind of storytelling that I just
0: am here for it is interesting how much of crossovers really rely upon the fact that you know a tiny bit about these characters Mm -hmm. like if you've never seen Green Arrow or Black Canary before, you might not get as much out of it. Right. You don't need to know their whole deal,
1: mm-hmm. other
0: than the fact that they're married and they love each other. Right. Right. But it 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 does. It's interesting how that is. I so I read this. This was one of my first DC comics that I that I picked up. Mm-hmm. It was so confusing because I was like, I hadn't even read. I don't think I'd read Crisis on Infinite Earths yet. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what is a monitor? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and the monitors being like
0: parasites. They're, is, yeah, they're vampires. Is, they, okay. They feed off the bleed. And 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 uh, what's his name?
1: Nix Uotan.
0: Is that discovered
1: that? Was that am I am I getting the names right or am I mixing up monitors? I'm trying
0: names? to remember the one who becomes Mandrak. Oh no, that's a different one. Yeah, Nix Uotan is our boy. hmm Fun fact, you have read another comic with Nix Uotan in it. Which one? Multiversity. Do you remember how he oh. was the super judge <laughs> and he had a talking monkey sidekick? Oh
1: yeah. I do remember the talking monkey.
0: Get this for the longest time. You know how there's somebody who is talking to Nick's Uotan and you see his like incredibly hairy hands, but you don't see who it is. And this, the person, the whoever is talking to Nick's Uotan explains like who it tries to get him to remember who he is and talks about the Rubik's cube. No one knew who that was until Multiversity because he doesn't come up again and he's a talking monkey.
1: <laughs> Wait, it was a talking monkey in the wheelchair? Yeah.
0: No, that, uh, there okay. were 3 people. Okay,
1: 3 people. Okay. The, the person
0: the person in the talking wheelchair is Metron. That's okay. not like that's not like super super revealed, but it's okay. it's, it's cuz Metron has a chair. Right. Can <laughs> I tell you how much the first time I read this When he says 17 and it goes ping and blows them away. How much I thought it ruled and how little I understood about what was going on. I was like, what? That's awesome. But what? The ping, by the way, is supposed to be like an indicator. Mm. The mother boxes make ping sounds. They go ping, 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 ping. And that was like a thing Jack Kirby did with like the sound effects Mm. on the original comic. So ping is like, it's like snicked. It is very like... You're supposed to know. But obviously, if you don't know, you don't know. But
1: You love stories that are puzzles. Things that you can analyze and glean more <laughs> from. And have bits that you can delve into more. You, I love seeing and hearing you talk about it, the way you light up, like explaining just even that little plot point. Like that is the-
0: I tried to figure out for a long time. I went through people's annotations. I listened to people's podcasts and people were like, I don't know who that hairy guy is. And it's because nobody knew except for Grant Morrison. But then later he becomes Mr. Stubbs, the talking monkey, who is (laughs) the super judge of psychic. (laughs) He doesn't come up again in Final Crisis.
1: (laughs) Whereas me reading that, I'm like, Sure, okay,
0: yeah <laughs> well at first I didn't I, I, I was I just assumed I was clueless and I was like, oh, that's probably somebody but like I I only figured out that that was supposed to be Mr. Stubbs like super recently mm like I didn't connect the two things I knew about Mr. Stubbs as talking monkey Multiversity in some ways is like a sequel to final crisis hmm. Some people say that, that so there was a thing Grant Morrison did called Seven Soldiers, where he did a bunch of mini-series about like D-list superheroes, and they all kind of come together to fight a big threat at the end. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that's supposed to be like a precursor to Final Crisis. I find that kind of that's where Frankenstein comes from, so I guess in that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or Mr. Miracle, the the not Shiloh Norman version.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But otherwise. But Multiversity is a real like it's a real follow-up to Final Crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So what did you think of the end of... What did you think of Superman Beyond? That also... That perplexed me so much when I first read it. Oh,
1: then becoming a robot?
0: I didn't... I didn't understand that for a while. I was like, why is Superman a robot?
1: I didn't realize that it was like a robot statue come to life until you said something. I just thought they became some Gestalt being.
0: The only... um, it is mentioned in the first issue that when the Orrery of Worlds of, was created or whatever, it was like the Orrery and then this this statue that just like hung out in monitor world. Okay. So then they have to inhabit it. Sure. So they 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 do a Pacific Rim.
1: Mhm. You know, yeah,
0: drift compatibility and all that. Yeah. And sure then, did. And then they fight Mandrak the Dark Monitor. Yeah. Yeah. So a lo- there's bits of Final Crisis I love because it's like it's like fairy book fa- fairy tale storytelling. Mm-hmm. Superman taking the bleed and putting it inside himself because Superman can do anything. Fantastic, right? And he kisses Lois. let mm-hmm. also like <laughs> Barry kissing Iris and yeah. it just it, heals it, her.
1: It, it's just totally wild because was Superman's body even there? I thought he was inhabiting a statue.
0: Well, there's a bit where oh, the statue crumbles and they like. They, that's
1: like, right. That's right. They have
0: a Dragon Ball Z moment where the fusion ends and they become two people again. And then Ultraman is just gone. And then he's just found later by Rox Ogama, who is the Sauron,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to to the Morgoth figure. Mm-hmm. And is like, "Hey, do you want to be my vampire Superman?" Uh
1: to me, uh, okay. So what do you think? I know you I know you love the story, but what do you think of having like two I don't know. I guess Big Bad's, like Mandrak and Dark Side. And I know Mandrak doesn't seem to be like as big of a bad as Dark Side. But the fact that we have oh, oh, you make a face. Are we, we see more we Mandrak. Will, there
0: will be more Mandrak.
1: Okay. But like we we got two baddies happening. I'm like which is the big fight? Are they both a the big fight?
0: I think in a way it is supposed to be <laughs> this is kind of <laughs> It's going to be me with mr big ideas again it is both representative of a a simultaneous fight to save the entire dc multiverse and then also earth which is like the the spiritual center of the dc multiverse it is both the 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 cosmic and the small and I think it's supposed to be that at the same time. Cause even though Darkseid is an existential threat, Darkseid doesn't give a crap about anything but Earth. He always wants to go to Earth. He's always screwing with Earth. When he, he will talk to like criminals on Earth and do, get them to do crime stuff from apocalypse. <laughs> like when you, when you, when you order fries, Darkseid might be the one giving them to you. Whereas Mandrak is very much like, he is, he is, he is so far like above, he is, he is, not for humans to comprehend sort of deal.
1: I love hearing you talk about this. <laughs> like it is so clear and apparent to me, like why this is your favorite. And it is your absolute jam. And I don't think until we did this podcast, I really fully understood our different tastes. Like yeah. everybody has slightly different tastes, sure. but I feel like it's taken me five years to realize what I like <laughs> and what you like and how they're different and really understand that
0: yeah i I love the big the 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 big the big ideas the
1: big puzzle stories
0: yep they're my favorite. Mm-hmm. I love things I love final Crisis because I've read it like four or five times I've never read another another crossover that many times No,
1: I will tell you I love like an oceans eleven style story where you think you're reading one thing and at the end you get like a big reveal like but want oh, w- yeah. yeah but yeah. I want them to I want them to tell me everything <laughs>
0: I don't remember if it's quite this way, but I think you'd like J- the Jimmy Olsen story that came out a few years ago. It's like largely very funny on purpose. Uh-huh. And it does kind of some things like that. Yeah. But yeah, I love Superman Beyond. I think it's great, but I always love like when a bunch of when a bunch of alternate Superman team up. I'm like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. It happens in All-Star Superman. So when we when we sold a bunch of books this weekend,
1: Mm -hmm. Because we are moving. Yes.
0: They had a used copy of All-Star Superman, and I almost bought it. But I was like, no, I don't want to move it, even though it's like a tiny paperback. I'll wait. There will be other used bookstores. (laughs)
1: Yes. Thank you, dear. You're welcome. We pay by the pound. We do pay by the pound. pay by the pound to move. (laughs) All right. Well, are we ready to move on into some accolades? Oh, I guess so. Accolades.
0: All right, Christy, what would you say that the best line in these four issues is?
1: My best line comes from Billy Batson, who says to, was it Uber, Uberman? Overman? Overman. Overman. He says, and to be perfectly frank, I don't much like Nazis telling me what to do.
0: So first of all, that line rules. Uh-huh. Captain Marvel was a, was an incredibly popular comic during World War II. Right. There was so much Nazi fighting in like the various Captain Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. He literally had a villain that he fought called Captain Nazi. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, I've heard. I've heard tell that Captain Marvel Jr. Uh, probably, like, based on things that he did, probably killed hundreds of Nazis. <laughs> so, like, ca- the Captain Marvel family is like very like anti-Nazi. So it was a very good line. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked the that sort of bit behind it. So my best line is a, a bit of a soliloquy mm-hmm. in its dark side speech from the end of issue five. Okay. He says, I am the new God. All is one in dark side. This mighty body is my church. When I command your surrender, I speak with three billion voices When I make a fist to crush your resistance, it is with three billion hands. When I stare into your eyes and shatter your dreams and break your heart, and then everybody that he's controlling says it is with six billion eyes, nothing like Darkseid has ever come among you, nothing will again. I will take you to a hell without exit or end, and there I will murder your souls and make you crawl and beg and die, die, die for Darkseid.
1: You got to love a villain's soliloquy.
0: He has so many of them. This is not the first one.
1: Do you think he's lonely? Darkside? <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know if he cares about things like that.
1: Uh, yeah, see that's why he's not interesting.
0: Oh, I love Darkseid. <laughs> I think of Darkside is just
1: well, Darkside's a concept.
0: Yeah. A... He's he's literally like like the fear of eternal confinement, one way or the other. Yeah, whether it's like within your own head, within your life,
1: personification of a concept.
0: Like when you are stuck in a job that you can't leave, like that is dark side to me. Mm. Like when when you like when like when I had depression before I got medicated, and I felt like nothing would ever get better. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is that feeling. Okay, so I. I I don't, I don't need him to have,
1: you don't need him to be a fleshed out character. He's the personification of a concept Mm. and a metaphorical representation.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. That's why when people say Thanos is a dark side ripoff, I always kind of roll my eyes because Thanos is very different.
1: Absolutely. Two very different things.
0: I have heard tell that like the design is supposed to be a bit of a ripoff. That's even kind of to me. Mm.
1: All right. And then what about the greatest hero? Green arrow. Oh, okay. For staying behind.
0: Yeah. I almost did Superman, but I did Superman last time.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I did uh, Mark Richards, the tattooed man.
0: I do like that he decided that he was going to save the world. And then he turned himself into the Metron symbol and was like, this was what we need to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very cool. Just did good, good stuff.
0: I, I was a real sucker for Green Arrow, because his I liked his bravado, when he mm-hmm. was like, I've worked out all the angles, I'll use the anti-anti-life arrow, because he has gimmicky arrows. <laughs> right. And then right. Black Canary smooches the...
1: Smooches the glass, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh no.
0: Yep. <sighs> That's a good scene. It was a good scene.
1: <laughs> okay, what about the coolest moment?
0: The Rubik's Cube solve. That's the coolest moment. It's so good.
1: That moment is When
0: Metron cool. just says 17, and it blows them away, and we see their little skeletons... That's that's awesome.
1: <laughs> I liked the final strike at Command-D. I liked all of the all of the the heroes riding in on like motorcycles. We got like the the, the Frankensteiny dude. Is that just Frankenstein? He is
0: legitimately Frankenstein's yeah, we got, monster. We
1: got Frankenstein's monster on a motorcycle.
0: Did, did you know, Christy? You can just make a Frankenstein story. Uh, yeah. You, nobody can. Yeah. Nobody can stop you.
1: <laughs> Frankenstein, but make it gay.
0: I'm sure that exists. Yeah. I, li- I, I like that the, the, the sort of like um, the motley nature of the heroes that show up. It is like not the Justice League. <laughs> it is ju- it's just it's some it's some dudes. It's some dudes and yeah, ladies yeah, just got, showing up.
1: We got Black Adam and Captain Marvel and Supergirl. We've got uh, Jon Stewart. We got Talky Tawny.
0: Uh huh. Um, they got their talking tiger to show up. He was introduced into the comic because kids like talking animals and now he's fighting the forces of evil.
1: Yeah. And then there's more and I just don't recognize them.
0: Let's see. Who else do we have? Um, I think that's Arsenal, um, both wild cats.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, there's some cat people there.
0: And I don't, uh, I, I, I don't know all these either. Um, I think this is, um, he is a Chinese superhero. It's like General Augustin Irons or something. Okay. There's there's a panel of him go, like deciding if he's gonna go, like
1: mm-hmm. Black Adam
0: and and like Captain Marvel tries to convince Black Adam to go, okay. and then like the next panel. It's, Who's
1: the blue guy with horns and a gun?
0: That's Blue Devil. Do uh-huh. you remember him? Blue Devil was in Crisis on Infinite Earths. He's a guy who wore a devil suit, and the devil suit like becomes part of his skin on accident, and then he decided to become a superhero.
1: Okay. And we have Supergirl, but then we have someone who looks like she might have been Supergirl, but she's got a domino mask.
0: I think that's Stargirl.
1: <gasps> oh, mm. mm-hmm. thank you for this this who's who. But they're all they're very cool. They're either flying or on super nifty vehicles. It is a,
0: it's a pretty sick splash. Mm-hmm. I think I think JG Jones did a pretty good job with Final Crisis. I met him. He signed my issue one. <laughs> he he put little shine marks around Green Lantern's ring on the cover. It was <laughs>
1: All right. What about our Crusher Creel Award for silly villainy?
0: This will always be the case with the with the the minions of Darkseid. They are always maneuvering in trying to like figure out who Darkseid will like best, and Darkseid seems to never care. <laughs> and but they are always like, Darkseid will favor me, and then uh-huh. they decide like Side will favor Granny Goodness because Granny Goodness is the one who's going to corrupt the central power battery. Right. Right.
1: Are you talking about the the people at the evil factory? Yeah. Like, yeah. like
0: Mokari and Simeon and yeah. uh, Godfrey and uh, Calibac doesn't really do it, but. Mm-hmm.
1: So is, is that what you give your Crusher Krill? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. I was, wasn't sure if there was a sp- specific moment within that or just the fact that they all try to curry favor with someone who has no favor to give.
0: There is the bit where they ask if Darkside will give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I thought that was, that, that was both <laughs> silly and kind of cool.
1: Uh, well, I gave my uh, Crusher Creel Award for villainy to a moment with the Justifiers, um, where they decide to burn the book, The Origin of Species, and say it says, "Fire needs no teacher, flame needs no instruction. Anti-life justifies my ignorance."
0: <laughs> I should have said that more in high school. Final, final Crisis came out when I was in college. <laughs>
1: Oh, all right. So our next accolade readers is the key of C and that's a moment we, or that's a, an accolade we give to a moment we feel would be most enhanced by a musical number as in musical theater.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mine's us the entire end of issue five. Cause it's, it's very like, um, you know, the reprise of tonight in West side story yes. where it's like everybody. Yeah. It'd yeah. be something like that.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, I think, uh, the tattooed man needed a song about hating superheroes.
0: (sighs) That'd be pretty good. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish he and Turpin would have had a moment because Turpin also hates
1: superheroes. (laughs) Oh yeah. That would have been good. Yeah. Uh, what ship would you go down with in the, I will go down with this ship.
0: For me, it had to be Superman and Lois. He literally saved the universe so he could save his wife. And it oh. was very sweet. And they did a kiss. And then at the end, he's like... Lois is like, I had the most the most amazing dream. And he's like, I'd love to hear about it. And winks at the camera. <laughs> oh, it was great.
1: See, I've already done Superman and Lois in this once. So I went ahead and went with Barry and Iris because... Uh, you know, Superman had to do a lot of stuff to save Lois, mm-hmm. but all that Barry had to do was <laughs> give give a give, a, give, a, give a, a little bit of a shocking kiss there—a
0: little flash kiss. Mm-hmm. He said, "You know, he says flash fact." At one point, he gives her a kiss. <laughs> I do like that it is implied that Iris is still just like going to work,
1: right? Because she just like
0: walks home. with Yeah, her I'm purse. like, what were
1: you? What were you doing? Well, do you, you know... still do your hair when Darkseid's there?
0: <laughs> Anti-life justifies my quaff. <laughs>
1: but not least our final accolade the goodest hit
0: there is a bit where there's super villains justifier super villains fighting the heroes outside mm-hmm. and um i would never give many things to hawkman because i don't like hawkman <laughs> but he hits two of them with like two of them at once with a mace just absolutely plows uh, yeah. a couple of them that's lovely it was good no hawkman is is, is specifically the for uh, at least for a while, he was like the conservative superhero. Mm. So he would clash with green arrow who is like the like bleeding heart liberal superhero.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, my just hit I gave, um, to Hal Jordan punching granny goodness when he finally gets off the hook. I'm like, that's a really satisfying punch yeah. after all that. Yeah.
0: That was good. And then you get that cool moment of like, you want your, like, here's your ring back. Hal. Mm-hmm. lantern Jordan, you have 24 hours to save the universe. <laughs>
1: I love the line when he says uh, that he says when he punches her, because um, he says rings only work if you can think, and then knocks her out.
0: It's pretty good. I'm like,
1: That's fun.
0: It's hard to like Hal, but this was like an era where it was like the easiest to like Hal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, this
0: was this was like this was like the big the big Green Lantern times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was uh, it was like a blockbuster comic at that point. Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> so I think we've realized. That I enjoy stories that touch on relationships of people and character development. I feel like it's taken us a hundred plus episodes for me to really distill what I look for in a comic besides some yucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like unendeared from from Final Crisis thus far. It's a lot of the, the plot stuff that I know that you love. Like I recognize what's there in it for other people, and mm. I'm just not sure. If that's exactly what's it for me, but we still have our last episode. There are
0: still there's still some bangers of ahead. I promise. Okay. One of my favorite moments in superhero comics is coming up, but we get we are going to start with a small interlude. Do you remember how Batman was captured, and he was like worn the Justice League, and they put like a helmet on him, and it like injected his head with some like drugs or something? Oh yeah. We are going to see results of that in the Batman tie-ins. Okay. And then we're going to move into the finale.
1: Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm excited. Mm. We haven't said it yet this this episode, but it's the final <laughs> countdown.
0: Yeah. Only one more to go.
1: Thank you, readers, for sticking with us. And if you are interested in finding us online, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Chris's Pod.
0: Send us those long form messages at chrissoninfiniteearths at gmail.com.
1: You can still rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. If we see that review, we will shout it out, uh, assuming you do it before our last episode.
0: That's right. You can also still support us on Ko-fi and Patreon. Links are in the show notes.
1: And you can find uh, our new episodes and some of our older episodes at Mm comicsxf.com. And until next time, readers.
0: Slay your enemies and all you desire shall be yours.